Hello and welcome to Switch It on ESPNCrickInfo.com. This week I'm joined in the studio by Andrew Miller and Mark Butch to discuss a test series which has quickly started to go England's way, despite the opening match having gone down to the wire at Edgebaston in another thriller. After the edge of the seat finish in Birmingham, Lords provided a very one-sided contest which was over in less than two days of playing time, the third shortest test match in England in terms of overs bold. England may be without one of their key all-rounders at the moment, but over the first two tests, their stock of them has been bolstered by Sam Curran's performance and Chris Wokes' superb return to the side. Butch, I'll come to you first. A 31-run victory and an innings and 159-run victory, but is this series another 30 runs and a toss away from being the other way round, or England worthy of their 2-0 lead? Um, that's a very good question, actually. Would India have uh, have exploited conditions in the same way that England did? Um, it had had India won the toss and bowled. I don't know. Um, would England have batted as abjectly? Maybe. <laughs> Always a chance, although, isn't there? Although the, low, although the lower order probably wouldn't yeah. have wouldn't have given way quite as easy as the uh, as the Indians did. Um, no, I'd, I mean it was the perfect storm. The second test, um, and you know, uh, what is it? The, sh- the third shortest yeah. test match ever played in in, in, in England. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, a pretty insipid performance from India, despite all of the the factors um, going against them. Um, and you know, Miller and I sort of sat here worried that with the weather, the way that it had been in the lead up to the Test series, that you know, the England would would be exposed. Um, once again, and it's turned out that they, you know, I can see them winning it five nil. I really can. Um, such is the uh, the damage that's been caused already by um, by Anderson, Wokes, Curran, Broads now nipped it. You know, the, as long as those guys aren't going to get injured or perfect tired. Test battle, wasn't it? Yeah, perfect <laughs> test, perfect, absolute <laughs> fresh nice air match game. Feet. Yeah, no, nice match. And the, and the best lunches and teas <laughs> in the country. So I mean, he's doesn't a get of a absolute Lord, ripper. Yeah. Um, I, I honestly, I can't see. I don't see how India get back into this. I mean, the, you know, the oval could even be. I mean, that's the middle of winter by the time we get to that Test match. So that you know, that'll probably swing round corners as well. Um, what's you know, what 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 started off being promising in the first Test match was incredible. Um, but you know, it's always wise not to get too overexcited about the, the saviour of Test match cricket from one game because, like all sports, some games are really good, some games are really crap. <laughs> and, and no sport is as beholden to the clouds and Correct. the overheads as, as perhaps Correct. cricket is. And, and to you know, there, there are all kinds of factors in this, aren't there? India's kind of slightly um, binning off of their preparations in the match at Chelmsford, which kind of leads you not to want to have too much sympathy for for the batsman's plight. Um, and in the, in much the same way that England England don't get any sympathy when we get bowled out and turning ones in down, down in India, it's uh, it's just the nature of the beast. And you know when you run into a guy like Jimmy Anderson who is just he's so so good, and it appears that he's getting better um, in conditions like that, you are in a, on a hiding to nothing. What you would imagine, though, however, is that you might be able to bat a little bit longer than a, than a hundred overs in your two innings, uh, and there's no excuses for that. Uh, we'll we'll drill down into a few of the individual performances in a moment. But Miller, you were at Lords for the for the Test match. Um, we talked about conditions. Um, could you sense from quite a way off um, what happening at, at, panning out as it did uh, from the moment the coin fell roots away? Um, yes, from the moment that India confirmed that they picked two spinners in a four day Test under clouds. And then Anderson takes two wickets to spit in the first spell. You think, mm, here we go. This is this this is this is going to be one of those games. It, I, I've been, you know, Butch and I were both predicting 
India victories in this series. And I dare say you were hoping for one, Andrew. Anyway. Well, that's probably overstating it. <laughs> but you know, there was. I don't disagree that five nil is more likely now, and it, it is. It is extraordinary, but it, it you know the the nature of India's preparation. I I think we've all been hoodwinked, frankly, because they've been over here for so long, mm. and they looked so intent. I mean, Kohli talking back in May about coming over here for a for a stint with Surrey. It looked like they were going to be the most well drilled, most well driven. Indian side ever to hit hit these shores and therefore you assumed that if, if they were well drilled their batsmen would have the discipline that Pakistan funnily enough showed in getting forward to to the swinging ball and, and getting their head right over it and, and, and showing the discipline required to get the scores and their bowlers would come in and do the job and you'd rely on England's flakiness to make it a competitive series that has not happened because I think India came over here uh, as we mentioned, they sacked off um, the final day of the warm-up game. They didn't play another warm-up game, which is just ludicrous. They've been, you know, loitering around for the best part of a month, uh, doing nothing, <laughs> and and they, they're getting they're getting what they deserve for that. It, I think I, th- I feel a bit short-changed, frankly, because I really did think this could have been a superb Test series, and I think it could now be yet another pretty dismal five five Go the way match, five match series. It, it's it's an indictment of what what Test cricket has become at the moment as well that. The five five test series used to be the the grand marquee occasion. You'd really sort of love to have you know whether it was five test series against West Indies or or Australia or South Africa. It was it was what you waited for. And now you reach a stage where oh god, just three more of these, three more of these, really. Well, you picked a good time going holiday, then, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, You know, uh, just and just to sort of back that up, we've got the 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 test match starting at Trent Bridge on a Saturday. Mm. Sorry. Yeah, what's all that about? I don't know. I mean, you know, Trent Bridge must be absolutely spewing. They get no corporates Thursday, Friday. They won't get any Monday, Tuesday. It's just, uh, you know, what what are they trying to do to the to the game and to the to the clubs that are putting the games on? Um, yeah, that's bad. Um, worth saying though, especially given that England have been known to waste perfect ideal, ideal conditions more, mm. more than once or twice in recent times, that they still had to make the most of what they were given at yeah. Lords and that they did with as ruthless a display as they've put on for a long time. Absolutely. Well, Anderson said, said at the press conference he'd have been so disappointed if he'd messed it up, which was an interestingly honest appraisal because, you know... Well, we know he has done a couple has, of times. Adelaide, obviously they weren't as good in Adelaide, but Adelaide's the well-known one. Pakistan Lords, earlier this Lords, summer. Totally, Lords yeah. four years yeah. ago, wasn't it? Yeah. It was yeah. the same Lords thing. Rahani got, got 100. Got 300, yeah. They bowled, bowled, bowled short and wide, pretty much. I mean, you know... He literally just ran out and bowled half volleys at leg stump, didn't he, the first morning? And sorry, you're not playing them. <laughs> well, you're not playing through me wicket anyway. Um, I, there was, I, it did make me chuckle actually. The um, you know, post the event, you know, if you're if you're doing live commentary on a, on a delivery like the one that Murali VJ got, you're kind of like you know you're out of your chair, aren't you? It's, <laughs> it's brilliant. But then, you know, as the overs go past and the day winds on, it suddenly becomes the worst shot you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, going to say, start playing two wicket. Yeah, Just yeah. give me a minute. Yeah. He's seen no, he's seen two balls. Um, and the, what was it? What was it third ball, Duck? Was it the first innings? And the third one, and does that. And he's, you know, he hasn't quite got, got his head around the fact that it might be moving to the extent that it's moving and your stump gets plucked, plucked out of the ground. I have a little bit of sympathy for Murali Vijay in those circumstances. Not if you go and do it again in the second innings, but the first innings, first, uh, first over. Yeah, fair enough. That's getting most people out. Um, was there any grist to the mill in this test? It was a topic that came up again because of the one-sided nature and conditions to a degree. Um, of, no, conditions of, almost totally, not to a degree. 
totally. Can, <laughs> but was there grist to the mill of, 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 of doing away with the toss in test matches? Was it another test match to, to provoke that debate? Or was it too much overheads, less the pitch, so therefore well, it's a bit of a, I rather a null agree. and void I debate? I mean, it was, it, was, it was a decent pitch, as, as was briefly demonstrated when, when, when Wokes and Bester got mm. stuck in. I mean, it, it was literally the ball. And there's obviously a bit of seam off the, off the deck, but it was hooping through the air. So... I don't know. This toss debate, I think, is a red herring, to be honest, because, mm. uh, you know, I, I just think that teams need to knuckle down more in overseas conditions. And, you know, England now is talking about it with Ed Smith's, um, Ed Smith's statements at the start of the season that they've got to start looking at to horses for courses a little bit more. And, you know, his, he was talking to David Milan saying, look, you'll be back in the frame this winter because we think you're better overseas. And just as he almost certainly will say to Chris Wokes, you know what, you're brilliant at home, but... We're probably not going to use you quite so much in, in, in. Might come with Sam Cohen as well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Who knows? But, you know, these, these well, things. They'd be coming with a lot of our, a lot of our bowlers. Well, <laughs> which ones <laughs> are they going to take away from the line somewhere? You've got to take some of them with you. That's not the case. But, but you know, the, the, there is, there is a, a sense that teams need to just knuckle down more. I mean, and that, again, coming back to what I was saying about India, massively disappointed in the way they, they just winged it in this past month building mm. up to this this series it, it actually um you know perhaps we've been a little bit too harsh on england i mean you know just even though they've lost ashes series they've lost down in india didn't lose any of them in less than less than 200 overs you know at least they were still still in there fighting sort of three and a half days four days in that's yes, occasionally mean 400 I mean, plays 600 yes, which is they which do is the other way around score runs but not able to bowl anyone out yeah. not been able to bowl people yeah. you know yeah. you're in the game a bit at yeah. least in, in India they were in the game for most of them until the sort of second innings came round I suppose it's like ripping the plaster off slowly and quickly though isn't it <laughs> which kind of is more painful which, yeah. I mean I, I don't know it's just I, I, don't, I don't know how um you know, India cha- well, apparently Kohli has changed his team every single Test match that he's captain, right? I think not had, tests in a row. You know, some of, some of those would have been through injury. Yeah, some, yeah. You know, they weren't all have been forced changes yeah. um, or uninf- uh, unenforced changes. Um, but you know, they, they changed it this time and got got the batting. As far as I'm concerned, they got the batting right. You know, um, with Rahul and, and Murali Vijay. But now both of those guys have failed at the top of the order. Pajara has failed. Um, batting at number three, everybody else has failed below that. Um, they got it wrong with the spinner this time. They got it wrong in the first test match, Ed- Edgerston, when they should have played two. Um, and I still and I still don't understand why Hardik is the one that keeps staying in the side. That he'd be the guy. Nonsense, he'd be the guy that you'd lose, and, and you could, they could have still have played. They could have played an extra. Um, they could have played another spin bowler. Again, I would have gone with Jadeja instead because of Cole provide, provide some batting. You Pre- can still play three seamers. Precisely yeah. three yeah. seamers and. and um, um, Three front line team as well. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I mean that's 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 for them to to sort out. But the issue is now is obviously with this is well now this has happened they're going to be racking their brains thinking well we've got to change it again we can't we can't possibly put, you know get, have it have it stay the same that it's been. Dolan was dropped after making twenty six at Edgebaston. There's going to be a few nervous batsmen well, who have made it to be fewer you than twenty six. You know the whole the, the whole thing starts to escalate in terms of the, the the panic that will now be coursing through them between now and Trent Bridge. Trent Bridge obviously the scene of, of some extraordinary feats by uh, by Anderson and Broad in the past um, you know, back memories of teams that would chop and change but well yeah <laughs> almost exactly <laughs> that but again again you sort of go back to it and go you know I remember sort of feeling bad losing test matches in three and a half four days against Australia and now I'm thinking well we were actually not that bad <laughs> <laughs> I mean Christ if you can lose and you were you facing lo- one of the great Australian teams yeah oh, I mean it's, yeah. it's just that that oh, where, whereas the last week you know the, the game is in rude health and everything's wonderful about the game 
you know, that's why you'd never find me tweeting that or, or getting that excited about it, because it, it's, you know, the next week you turn up with something that you could just go, well, my God, what is wrong with everybody? Is it, can nobody play this game anymore? Um, and, the, uh, you know, the truth lies somewhere in the middle. Well, let's look at a few of the players who did show they could play the game um, quite well over the over the few days at Lords. Um, we'll come to Chris Wokes first. Um, a maiden century, um, not a bad place to do it. The sc- scalp of Virat Kohli in the first innings in a, in a beautiful spell of swing bowling. Um, although I should add that he finished one wicket short of matching Butcher's um, double at, at Lords, 137 and five wickets against Zimbabwe in a. 2003, so not quite as good a test as, no, as Butch I did, I didn't had see that back in 2003. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, so a, a fantastic all-round display from from Chris Wokes, a worthy man of the match, despite Jimmy Anderson's nine for 43. Um, fair to say, he's looked at, he looked as good as any England batsman in recent times in that innings. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, the, the control stats. I think Mel was uh, getting geeky about it midway through the test, but his control stats in a game where I think even Coley was at about thirty-three percent control, which is extraordinary. It's eighty-six at one stage of his innings. I mean, he thing about Wokes is you know he's such a technical purist. I mean, he's got a lovely pure bowling action, a lovely pure batting stance, frankly. I mean, he, he looks like a proper batsman. And he's the nicest man in cricket. And he's the nicest man in cricket. And so when you combine that with conditions where you just need to be technically perfect, it was built for it. I mean, frankly, the way he was swinging the ball was was immense. I mean, you know, you, you kind of assume that once Anderson comes out of the attack, some of that threat goes. And then, you know, he was actually... Doing some, producing some of the best deliveries of the test in that in that spell, under awarded spell, obviously because of two drop catches. But uh, you know he he broke the back of India's innings, and then with the bat, I mean that innings, you know, Johnny Bairstow I think played the key role in that test match because he he played the counter punching role from from what was it eighty for four or something, and uh, you know he he showed England the way to to get in line and get through the covers and you know play with nice straight lines but then Wokes you know either side of T took the game away from India and it, it was a joy to behold to be honest I mean he's had a he's had a rough time with injuries and a rough time in the ashes where obviously his 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 purity doesn't necessarily transcend the conditions in the same way but in this test he was immense um, we've seen Wokes shine with the bat butch over his over his career he's, mm. he's always he's always looked pretty good with the bat do you, yeah. do you think he's shown there that he has Long term, obviously, there's other factors to, to put into how England's balance of the side might shape up in the in, in, mm. in the coming weeks and months. But did that show that he's now he's a, he's a viable seven for England going forward yeah, if, yeah. if they need him? Yeah, I think he'll. I, I think he's kind of always always has been. You know, seven, seven, eight. I mean, he's, he's a great number eight. And mm. if he ever ends up at number nine, which I think he might have done, I think a couple of times. Yeah, he's been I mean, he's nine. just kind of the best number nine ever, isn't he? <laughs> um, so yeah, without without any question, uh, uh, you know the the problem for for Chris has been staying in the side as a bowler, hasn't it? That's been his that's been his issue, particularly when um, you know overseas with mm. the Kookaburra. Um, if he can make sure that he's that he's always effective, as effective as he was at Lords with the ball, which of course is not going to happen, given the uh, unless he carries those conditions around with him the whole time, yeah. then of course you can pretty much put him where you like. Um, and you know England have you know now in Sam Curran who looks you know again he goes out there with with the bat and, and hold, more than holds his own looks you know looks in, in no uh, no trouble whatsoever he could probably bat as high as seven at some point 
So they've got a lot of guys. Um, they've got a lot of number sevens. I mean, yeah. but barring the one that they've actually picked, who's, who, who does nothing else but at number seven. But we're not going to go down that road again. I promise. Well, um, we might in a minute. Joss, actually, we might in a in minute. Joss, you know, so they, they've got they've got a lot of players in that team who could who who are number sevens. Yeah. Murray Nally would have been another one, wouldn't he? The, the important difference <laughs> with Wokes, though, if you are going for a team such as England can have, which mm. basically has all rounders, if you include Joss Butler as mm. one, all rounders from say number five essentially to number nine mm. then Wokes is probably the only one among that lot who is just a calm batsman the rest have all got yeah. this explosive tendency that will be incredible if it comes off but equally as we've seen in the one day side as well when the wheels come off they can come off really badly and again in the one day side Wokes has often been the type of guy who gets gets England over the line when yeah. things are going wrong, when the when the rate is when the rate's yeah. low, and they just need somebody to have a cool he head. He did it superbly in Australia. Yeah. There was that yeah. partnership with with Josh yeah, Butler. Absolutely. When I think Wokes got no, it's totally. Good. I mean, he's a he's a yeah. fantastic cricketer, really, really good cricketer, and um, you know, as I say, all, all being well uh, with his form with the ball, he he gets pretty much in the side the whole time. You know, at the beginning of the year, we we're talking about who is who is going to be England's sort of third seamer. Now, in English conditions, you'd say Chris Wokes every single time, wouldn't you? Um, you know, if he, if he's fit and firing, he's yeah. you know by 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 miles our sort of best and most reliable um, bowler, and will you know potentially take over from Jimmy with the with the new ball whenever well, Jimmy's after 40 Jimmy's forty two. Yeah. 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 Stats in England though at the moment, I think was the representative is about fifteen tests now. I think he's averaging fifty plus with a bat and twenty three or twenty two now mm. with the ball, which is I mean that's Imran Khan territory. Mm. If you take it and take it take his home stats in isolation, that's that is, that is serious. Well, of course, we're not allowed to look at players' home stats only. We always have to factor in how poor they've been overseas when well, you're looking at these. Uh, which brings us to the next name. Well, thing, well, well, no, not quite. I just wanted to... Butch mentioned uh, Sam Sam Cohen. He had a quieter test at, um, at Lords. Didn't need to do as much as he, he did at Edge Baston. Mm. But it was a it was Flintoff-esque at Edge Baston in a sense of a low-scoring game, uh, a match-turning innings and, and key wickets and mm. key moments. Has him... We, we spoke about Sam earlier in the season when he was called up. Has his, has his rise and how quickly he's looked comfortable in that test side surprised you and maybe a little bit of what he's offered surprised well, you? Well, not, not, not with the bat. Mm. Not with the bat batting again from seven, yeah. seven downwards because he's, he's highly competent, very, very talented. Um, with the ball, jury's not out because obviously he's got a lot of skill. But in, in much the same way that I could bowl when the ball hooped round corners, but couldn't bowl when it didn't, you know, um, we still got it. That question is still there to answer. He's a lot more talented and, and, and quicker than than I was, etc. But it's that kind of thing, isn't it? If you, when you've got conditions where the ball is hooping round corners, most nearly everybody that you could pick in an England side from from this country will be able to do a job and perhaps take wickets when it when the conditions are like that. It's when they're not that, that the questions are asked. He still has to. He still has that to answer, but. When you guys, I think, I can't remember who was, asked me to do, you know, put together England's team for the Ashes mm. or maybe for 2021 or something. Yeah. And I had, I had Sam Curran and, 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 um, and Joffrey Archer in, in yeah. my side as, as, as sort of bowling. One of them as a bowling all round and the other one as an opening bowler or something. And I stand by it because I think he's, he's a magnificently talented young bloke and he's very, very confident. Um, and, um, you know, we'll get better and better. And we've seen as well, just that, albeit in some health conditions, just that added value of the left arm angle, haven't we? It's given yeah. Root something different mm. within the same pace bracket of England's bowlers, but it feels as though England have a, already have a far more varied attack now. Yeah. Just with that left arm and a little bit, I know we didn't see him at Lords, but the Rashid 
leg spin as well. Mm. Just that left arm angle is 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 a is, is priceless. Really, you've got one good enough, and Sam Curran is absolutely. Yeah. I mean, he, he's 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 competitive enough, and that that I, I love I love the fight he brings to to the game. I mean, I I still worry that you know in in when the ball doesn't move, he's not going to be quick enough to to trouble the best. Um, but he does seem to find the ball find a way to move the ball in pretty much all conditions he's played in so far. Obviously, mm. he hasn't played in very many yet. I mean, look at Chiminda no, Vassa, I guess, can, I suppose, exactly. isn't it? I he, mean, and he can, yeah. he can he reverse swings the ball, no problem. He's as good with a reverse swinging ball he is, as he is with the with the normal one. He, ha- he has the ability to do a lot of things. And, he, you know, you, you'd imagine he will get he will get stronger still mm. yeah. and just add a lift. You know, it only has to be a little bit. Um, he's not slow. Well, Chim- Chimindavas is a very good example. Yeah. Vernon Philander, likewise. I mean, yeah. you know, and they, you know, they're right armers. I mean, this is mm. a left armor with those yeah. with, with those attributes. Skill is skill is skill is skill. Someone whose skill is in, in no doubt at all. Uh, James Anderson. We've spent many an hour talking about him on on these shows, but I think he deserves a, a few more minutes. Uh, nine for forty three at Lords. hundred wickets at the venue. Um, his bowling average has dipped below twenty seven since the first time since. 2003 when Butcher was still playing um, <laughs> same, same test match I think they were both mm. playing at Trent Bridge when his, uh, his average dipped below uh, 27 last time Bayless has said he can he can go on perhaps till he's uh, 40 whether that comes to pass remains to be seen but although there still seems to be a lot of arguing on Twitter about how great Anderson is <laughs> the, the, you play the, a few more two day test matches you can play till he's 50 but there, I mean <laughs> he has just if you take his take his stats in this I don't know, last seven, eight years of his career. He's something like averaging, what, 21? It's 22. Seen, yeah. And that includes some poor series in there where he struggled yeah, for wickets. So Marshall-esque, isn't it? The, yeah. the, well, Marshall-esque, Lily-esque, whatever mm. names that have been plucked out in the last 24 hours. I mean, and I, we know he's got this shoulder niggle, but he seems to be managing that. I mean, does he... He seems to have that hunger to... I mean, forty not out. Of, uh, maybe 40, forty is completely not out of, out of the question because you thirty these days anyway, isn't it? Or I mean, the thing, yeah. thing thing about Anderson is that, it, like like many of the great bowlers who who had long careers, he has managed to channel himself into this incredible ball of energy that doesn't actually seem to take much out of him. He's got a very measured you know, twelve pace run up, maybe it is. Uh, doesn't have an awful lot of. No, no arms flailing all over the place as he runs in. It's all completely focused on hitting that line and length, and the technique that he's got in that wrist of his is just second to none. And so, uh, there is no reason why, if he can keep that shoulder s- solid, why that that perfectly honed technique and a perfectly honed wrist is not going to serve him brilliantly for for as long as he wants it to. Would you consider not maybe flogging him on some of the pitches England might get this winter? I'm thinking particularly the Caribbean, maybe. Um, yeah, or do you think you just possibly, want to play a bowler no, or just look, keep playing? I don't, I don't think Jimmy's. I don't think Jimmy would be very happy if he's available, not not playing. Mm. You know, because you know you can forties bloody miles away. Um, <laughs> but you just never you never know when something something might happen body wise, and, and at that's that point, it. And once it's, it goes, and it's, all it's over. probably gone then. Yeah, yeah. So I think I think at the minute he's just going to take every series as it comes, play every one that he's fit for and see how he gets on. Um, I likened his, his test career in this test to Richard Hadley, who hmm. played his final test at the age of 40 in England in 1990. And much like uh, Anderson, Hadley was a completely different bowler at the start of his career. He was, a, he was an absolute tearaway, just charging in, pelting it everywhere. No, no finesse, skill everywhere and pace, etc., but no finesse. And by the end, he was, he was basically trotting in off of a few steps and perfectly winging it down surgical instrument Sur- precisely 
and this is this is the this is what Anderson now is and I think um, there was this, there are various stats doing the rounds. I mean, one one that, that leapt out at me was that uh, I think in his last forty tests he's taken one hundred and seventy three wickets at, at twenty, which is incredible. But uh, another way to to boil it down was one that uh, Tim Wigmore pulled out the other day, which is he's taken his last four hundred and five wickets at twenty three, and that's more wickets than Dennis Lilly took in his entire career. I mean, four hundred. Yes, one or two people have, uh, have grabbed onto that. Yeah, Dan, Dan, Dan Brennick may have maybe one of maybe Australian colleagues. Is, yeah. is he all right? Yeah. Is he okay? He's, 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 I think he's bored. He needs to write. He's something. on. He's maybe right. on holiday at the moment. Is is he? Dan, Dan, yeah. if you're listening, have a hope you're having a nice <laughs> holiday and uh, put the phone down and stop eating. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good chat. <laughs> four hundred five wickets of twenty-three. I mean, yeah, you know, the thing is about Jimmy: five hundred and fifty wickets. He's had three. He's had the career of three fast bowlers. You take that first first incarnation, the tear away, quick. tear away. Yeah. I mean, you got exactly hundred wickets in that in that era. About thirty seven, wasn't it? I mean, you know, scattergun, brilliant on his day. Very Devon Malcolm esque figures. That is very Devon Malcolm esque. Thirty seven. And then from two thousand seven <laughs> to two thousand fourteen, he's had another two hundred. And then since then, another two hundred. I mean, it's you know, that, these are these are these are numbers that that just just you cannot argue with them and. Well, people try to, but I think that now he's built up such a arsenal of stats to throw back mm. at people that you can no longer claim that he's a he's a fair weather bowler. I mean, some someone on, on polite inquiries. Uh, I don't think we actually asked the question in the end, but it was a uh, can Anderson? Is it time that Anderson proved he can be just as lethal in non-swinging conditions? So, no, no, you might as well ask me to be an axe murderer with a comfy pillow it's like you know if it's lethal it's lethal if it's not lethal he's still brilliant and that's that that is what anderson's become you know mm. he doesn't give it away we saw in the ashes i mean he, he went at two and over yeah. he didn't get his rewards well, but he's in the uae did, didn't give it away been as yeah. good as any fast bowlers done did out it, there yeah. i mean i like i like it i mean did it in india when yeah. england were getting camped i mean you know a lot yeah. of the time in the in these away series it isn't these as though numbers, he hasn't had a good series in those places. Yeah, He's these also numbers, had a bad one or these two, numbers, are, these numbers have been ex- yeah. very, very good for a team that is getting pummeled. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, what I, what I, I increasingly think he he is he's increasingly like in England's Warn. I, I genuinely think that because you know when Shane Warne got conditions in his favour, he was unplayable. When Shane Warne didn't get conditions in his favour, favour he was still immensely skillful. You had to treat him with immense respect. You might not get him away. He might get you out occasionally. You just had to be on your guard at all times. And the final final analysis said that, you know what, he maybe didn't nail it in India. He maybe uh, was a touch too reliant on, on his on his home comforts. But, my God, you can't argue with the sheer weight of weight of numbers over the course of an immense career. I mean, the same surely has to apply to Anderson there. Well, England's bowling was perhaps um, not challenged too much in in that Lord's Test. How things changed, we thought when the heat wave was here a couple of weeks ago that it would be a it would be flat pitches and will be toiling like the subcontinent. Well, the the, the, the change in weather has, has worked perfectly for England as well. But it's also meant the top order has continued to be challenged. Um, 216 for three became 287 all out at Edgbaston. They were 87 for seven before Curran's rescue act, and then 130 odd for five at Lords. Um, we kind of. You hinted at how we built up to the series, Andrew, and wondering how England might come a cropper and maybe a sense that it might not be the worst thing for them if they did come a cropper. Now, it looks as though that isn't going to come to pass, um, but there remains a lack of solidity in that top four, five, totally. six before you get down to that, that clutch of all rounders. Totally. I mean, I, I, I blame England's recovery as much on India's team selection as the brilliance of, of Wokes and Verso because, you know, clearly 
by the time the, the, their opening bowlers had, had run out of puff, uh, Kuldeep was was bowling pies, and they hadn't turned to Ashwin for some reason. I don't know what they were playing at with with the way they lined up, but clearly it gave England a chance to regroup. Because if they hadn't had that chance to regroup, if there had been another seamer to come in and and keep the pressure on in those conditions, I mean they weren't quite as lethal as they had been on the second day, but <coughs> they were they were still tricky for batting, mm. as the top order has shown. I mean England could have been could have been you know one ninety two hundred all out if if they if they could have been over on Saturday. Well, the game could have been over on Saturday. It would have been enough. It would have been a chance. It probably would, but there might equally there might have been more more of a chance for Coley in particular to sort of think right if we can just get to mentally level they wouldn't have been as out of the game as exactly. they were when England declared. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you know, and by the time England declared, it, I mean, what were they doing? For the first forty minutes on that on that day, knowing there were showers around, it was self evident they had enough runs overnight. But you know, in the final analysis, it was worked out yeah. okay. Um, a positive looking little debut knock from Ollie Pope. I mm. thought that. I thought he shaped up pretty well. He was lively in in the field as well. A, a clear youth push for England this season under Ed Smith. We've had Don Bess, and now we've got Ollie Pope. Are you broadly in favour of how that? that direction they're going or do you think they're over promoting no no I mean listen the the kids averaging 60 odd in the championship this year he scored hundreds he scored runs at times when when a lot of a lot of his elders and betters are struggling to to make any so I don't see any any issue with it I see an issue with him going at the side number four um having never batted there having never having not batted there and you know that's nonsense but we know why that's happened it's because they can't they can't promote the bloke up to number four. Well, they could have done in this test match because he only kept wicket for about 60 overs. Mm. But, you know, because because they are holding on to this butler at seven, yeah. Bairstow at five, whatever it is, keeping wicket, duh, duh, yeah. which means that, that anybody that comes into the side new is going to have to go into one of the top, top what, one, two or four slots, aren't they? Um, which I think is slightly unfair. But, but... No, no, no issue with him there, and he looked, yeah, he looked comfortable, and uh, looks like he's got some, he's got something about him, as they say. Um, interesting stat that cropped up during England's England's fight back. Um, that century was Wokes' tenth in 204 first-class innings. Joss Butler has four in 134. So, without reigniting the Butler debate again, sounds as though Butcher's a touchboard with the uh, <laughs> Butler chat. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but kind of England have made Butler vice captain, so. Mm. He's become close to undroppable in 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 the short term. Um, have they have they overcomplicated things there? For them, they've put too much faith in Butler. You're overall a fan of the Butler move, aren't you? I, do, do, do you think I, want, I want him in the bloody. This is the thing. I, everybody wants him in the team. He's too good not to be in the team. But if you're playing in the side as a batsman who's batting at number seven, and you go f- four innings, five innings, six innings without scoring any runs, you're going to get dropped because you're not doing anything else at number seven. It's just, it's just nonsense. They're just, how long do you want to store up this issue for yourself? He's now gone two test matches without scoring a run, dropping catches at second slip, and catching on the second attempt, and dropping <laughs> catching the ball on the second. You know, if you, if, if that continues, you're going to look. You're looking down the team sheet and going, oh, hang on, we've got somebody at number seven who's not doing anything. Let's let's change that. And what are you going to do? Pick another bat, pick a batsman, and put them at number seven without doing anything? No, you're not. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I I like the intent that, that the selection showed because I think there is, I think for an awful lot of reasons there there is there is a need for Test cricket to get over itself at the moment and stop being so precious about how you get into the side. I think Ed Smith has come in and thought, you know what, white ball cricket is actually the zeitgeist at the moment. We've got a serious surplus of incredibly good players 
in white ball cricket who surely some of them have got transferable skills and Butler is without question the guy with the most transferable skills so I have no issue with him being inside I think it is the right thing to get Rashid back inside as well um, but I don't disagree with Butch that he is a little bit wasted down there at the moment and it, Mate, it doesn't not, help. It doesn't well, help. He's not wasted there. He's in exactly the right position. He's in exactly the position that he should be in. But he should be being an all-rounder in that position. Well, that is true. This is that's my point. It's not nothing to do with whether or not he's a good enough batsman. Whether I want him in the team or not, I want him in the team. He's too good not to be in the team. But he should be keeping wicket as well. That's it. That's yep. that's all I have. Simple. You know, Simple. it's just and yep. it blows my mind that we're kind of that they're, they're still. You know, as I said, Ollie Pope now comes into the site number four. Why is he batting at number four and not number five or number six? It's because the wicket keep, the guy who for whom all of this is revolving around, as though he's the most important person in the side bar none at the moment, is Johnny Burstow. Yeah. And his feelings about whether or not he has the gloves taken away for him. Poor, poor Johnny. You know, it's not his yeah. team. It's not a school team where, you know, you, you kind of like you have to keep everybody happy. The best thing for the side at the moment is to get our best players, of which Johnny is one, best batsman, in a position whereby he scores the most runs. And yes, he scored runs in this test, but he only had to keep for 30 overs. Yeah, yeah. This is not, you know... This is not Schlanker in three months' exactly. time when that's... Lobbing in, num- yeah. lobbing in 20-year-olds who've never batted in the top four in, in county cricket before at number four in order to spare what you're doing with the, with the more senior players behind them because you're, because you're bothered about making this call. This call is the, <laughs> is the thing that allows Joss to have a dual role inside that keeps him in the team because you want him in the team, right, at number seven. It's the, it's the role that frees Johnny up to score the, the, the volume of runs that he can and that the team needs him to score as a top-order batsman. It also gives you the flexibility with youngsters like Pope or with Ben Stokes if he's in the side or whatever the all-rounders to have them batting in positions that they should be batting in. You know, on the flip side, Bairstow somehow is still managing to produce the runs despite... Well, no, he's no, no, he's not though, is he? Well, not a number five, he isn't. Well, and he's, he's got, like I said, he yeah, just got ninety-three. But but they they kept he kept for thirty overs for crying out loud. Like, this, 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 this is not for some reason. This is not how Test match is going and to and be for not, the rest of his career. I do not disagree at all with with the, with the rationale. The only thing is clear is that Bairstow, for, for whatever reason, sees the gloves as a, as a security blanket. Okay. He feels the, the, more the, confident the as a wicketkeeper batsman. The security blanket that he doesn't have when he's playing in the one-day side and he scores 100 every time he bats. This is not. This, t- this is what I'm saying. This team is not about what Johnny Bairstow wants. It's about what the team needs. And at the minute, the team needs lots of top-order runs. It needs Josh Butler and his X-Factor at number seven. But he ain't going to be there if he fails again. If he goes the rest of this series as a number seven batsman not making any runs, which is entirely possible given the way that Joss plays, right? Mm-hmm. Entirely possible. We're not asking him to go out there and be Chris Wokes. We're asking him to go out there and whop it to all parts and do wonderful things. It's entirely possible if the conditions stay like they are, he doesn't score a run at all. And then you've got a number seven in the side who's doing nothing. Not, it's, that, that's just nonsense, isn't it? I don't but, disagree. But there is well, no... <laughs> th- so what are you going to do about it? <laughs> I'm going to sit back and watch it all over I'm not disagreeing. Do something. Well, I think it's probably fair to say that if England keep winning this summer, it's not a decision they'll need to make. They won't be making in the short term. It'll be be delayed until Sri Lanka. But if we just continue on the batting theme uh, just for the back end (laughs) of the show, but we'll switch teams. We'll we'll, we'll just um, flip over to the opposition. Is um, Is it Virat Kohli even with a bad back, daylight, and then the rest when it comes to India's batting? Or are they not as bad as the first two test matches have shown? Have they just been exposed by 
these conditions? I think it's both. <laughs> I think they have been exposed, and I think um, there is a bit of daylight. Uh, that you know, the likes of Pujara. I mean, Pujara was the best of a bad bunch in the last test. I mean, at least he hung around for eighty-seven balls for his second inning, seventeen, and obviously the run out wasn't entirely his fault. So, you know, he is a guy I think they've got to lean on to get get back in, get a toehold back in the series. I think without his nuggety ability just to knuckle down and play proper test match innings they're not going to get anywhere uh, and but you know as we saw his his county form at Yorkshire wasn't uh, everything it could be he's just not in, not in the place that he perhaps was when he was scoring 200s against us a few years back it's uh, the India are really suffering from it they had all this muddled thinking on the tour of um, of South Africa and they played against did they play Zimbabwe or something. They had it. They, they had, had a very, home test uh, against Afghanistan test, after that. Yeah, but, yeah. They, and, but but before then as well, yeah. where they decided they were going to play six specialist batsmen. Like Ro- Rohit played in the side. They left Rahani out and, and some others. They were like, kind of juggling around with whatever their top six was going to be. Rahani has since lost all kind of confidence in himself, and of course his his record as a as a batsman overseas was was their best bar none. Better than his home record. Yeah, better yeah. than his home record. Um, you know, Rohit is not is not here. Uh, they've got this. You know, they're not quite sure. Dawan, KL Rahul, Murali Vijay seems to seems to go below the radar. But his his overall record is only just above forty, which in you know I suppose in in modern day is kind of is modest, I suppose. Um, and so, Kohli aside, they they are sort of struggling for a little bit of you know a little bit of guys that you can hang your hat on to score volumes of runs for you, in, in particularly overseas. Um, and a lot of it has been that of their own making. I go back again to this, you know, the idea that Cody has changed the team or, or India have changed the team in every single one of his test matches. You know, and you might even be making those decisions for horses for courses reasons, which is another reason to sort of be cautionary about, you know, our, our, our doing a similar thing. Because all you have to do is, you know, get the feeling in the camp, in the, particularly as batsmen in the top six, that you're only an innings away or you're a, t- a test match or two away from kind of being on the outside and suddenly nobody plays with any freedom mm. I mean it's, you know it's, it's the 90s tale all over again um, and India at the moment just look like that all of them are just terrified of, of playing a shot in anger not playing a shot in anger you know the whole thing just looks like you're, they're ready to collapse in the heat every time they walk out and I don't think you know even if the pitch turns out to be an absolute belter at Trent Bridge I don't know if, if so much damage has been done that they can do anything about it and the, on, yeah. and the only options they've got, I think, in the squad are uh, Karen Nair, who will be a triple century maker against England, but yeah. that, was a, that was a while ago now, um, and the uncapped Pant, who is, your, is in effect their reserve keeper. Mm. I mean, so, so they, aren't, they don't have a vast bench to, well, you'd, to I, I mean, on. I would rather... I mean, Dinesh Kartik, I'm a big fan of Dinesh Kartik. He's, a, he's been a, you know, a, a terrific um, professional, really you know, fine player. Had to wait a very long time before he sort of got a chance with Dhoni and everything in, mm. in, in the way. But you're also wondering whether or not they'd have been better off just throwing in Rissab Pant, one of these young mm. nutcases um, <laughs> from the IPO, to come in and kind yeah. of to add a little bit of an the injection of generation, some, you know, a bit of an Ollie, a bit of an Ollie putt, exactly, yeah. exactly that. Uh, that would have been a much, that would have been a much sort of bolder statement to have made than to go back to somebody who's probably, you know, in the last year or so of his of what could be an international career. Anyway. I mean, it's shaping <clears> that India's maybe in his only chances to whether by hook or by crook and whether this is playing more aggressively, trying to get a score on the board, mm. 250, 300, mm. that just gives them something to bowl at. In the, and if they just try and hang in there, you talked about the 
effectors of Pajara, maybe you can afford one. Mm. But the way Jimmy and Broad and Wokes are bowling, if you just hang in, for the first test match, it was, you know, why, why, have, none, why have none of them hung in? The second yeah. test match is why didn't they have a dip? <laughs> you know, you get, my point is you get to, Tough Trent, to, please. You get yeah. to Trent Bridge yeah. and it could, be, it could be flat. It could yeah. be a belter. Now, do they do they then do they then stick or twist? You know, the the the, the way that the thinking must be completely and utterly muddled and churning after these first um, four I innings mean, of the four, Test series four means four that a, a, a flat pitch could even could completely scupper them. Yeah. I don't have any idea what's next? Four innings into the series, and the highest score outside of Kohli is thirty-three not out. Mm. I mean, that is, is that Ashwin. That's Ashwin's Ashwin. second yeah. innings. I mean, that is you know that is a desperate desperate position. I I speak and I, I come come as a as a club cricketer who is a rubbish batsman. That. I, I know that 33 not out for me would be a, a glorious moment, but just imagine going beyond that. So <laughs> you, you, you must, they must be feeling like club batsmen at the moment. How do I get anything approaching a decent score here? Because I just do not know what I'm doing. It's a, it, it's a it, you know desperate mindset to be in, and I, I don't you know even going to 50 would be an achievement. I mean it's it, it's, yeah. it's pretty woeful. Looks like a long way back for India um, in this series. We'll see over the next few weeks whether it goes the way of 2011 and 2014 when once England got on top, England quickly um, ebbed away. Just one final thing I want to bring up on the show this week. It, it moves away from the cricket. There was an MCC World Cricket Committee meeting before the test at Lords, um, and one of the options they, they threw out there was um, a shot clock to deal with uh, slow over rates. Um, mm. Again, in this series, the over rate's not been great. It hasn't affected the, the cricket <clears> per se. Maybe that's part of... The debate, but I mean, Butch, just off off the bat, are you a fan of this sort of idea to try and speed things up in well, the dead times of? Okay, if if we're gonna, if all that's going to happen is you're going to hear endless people complaining about the overrate the whole time, then then again, rather like I was saying to Miller before, don't just complain about it. Suggest something that's going to make it better. Do something to change it. And and if a shot clock, I, I kind of quite like the idea. I mean, it, it shouldn't be beyond the wit of man in Test matches. Obviously, um, much more difficult to kind of police in in, uh, in county games. But the idea that you have a you know that you've got to have begun the over with a buzzer. The, I suppose the only problem is is there's nothing to stop you once the over starts to kind of piss, pissing around and then making that the, the over <laughs> yeah. last forever. Yeah. I guess. But but you know some some kind of on field in game. Um, Penalty is probably not quite the right word, but encouragement well, it, 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 to make to yeah. make to make people get on with the get on with the business of starting yeah. each over and getting I mean, out. As was pointed out when this MCC said this, one of the MCC people got in touch and said, "Well, actually, within the laws of the game, there's this five-run penalty for time wasting. Umpires have mm. never, never used, been, never been used. No. So, so kind of, so in a sense." The game has tried to tackle it with run penalties. Maybe the umpires are fearful that if we did it, what's you know? The, I mean, the, 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 the most straightforward thing to do is you go. Look, you basically finish. You've got to bowl thirty overs a session. You bowl them, and the you time comes out of your break. <laughs> I mean, it's as simple as that. Yeah. The time comes out of the break. You wouldn't get any poor over rates at Lords if you had to well, delay you, lunch. You just, you just wouldn't yeah. get because because it's not be, not because teams don't do it. Um, slow overrates. They don't sort of slow the game down unless it's absolutely tactical, final innings of game or whatever. They don't do it. On, they don't do it on purpose. Out. But but you know, there's quite a lot of time. Time goes by. You got a drinks break coming up, whatever. And before you know it, you think, Ah, oh, Christ! We've, you know, first over's gone. We're only bowled twelve. We're struggling to get them in. Um, and because there is nothing to stop you from, you know, you just go, All right. Well, we walk off, and there's four overs left at the end of the session, and nothing happens. Mm. 
So, you know, if there, was, if there was a penalty to it, it wouldn't happen. Teams would make sure they got through 15, 16 in the first over and then allowed themselves a chance to slow down if they needed to just to hit the 30. I know this because I used to do it as a captain. I used to, the first hour was kind of like, right, how many bowling changes am I going to make in the first hour? Hardly any. We'll get round, boom, 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 try and get ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. And then I can kind of take a little bit more time as and when I need. I want to be 29, 30 overs at lunch. I want to be. I do not want to be behind. I need to have the option to kind of d- to slow things down later on in the day if I have to. You know, when the spinners spinners come on ball. And I, so that's that's you know that should be the. You've goal. always been a bit more pragmatic I, I, about overlays, haven't you? I don't know, I don't you, know yeah. whether I'm just out of step with mm. with current trends, but I just don't get worked up about overrates. I mean, Test matches are finishing in two and a half, three, four days well, at the moment. We're losing fifteen wickets a day. I mean, are you not entertained? People people used to get you know people used to say that about the West, oh the West Indies overrates are disgraceful four fast bowlers you know 11, 12 overs an hour 17 wins on the bounce you're watching holding Marshall well and the the match finishes invariably finishes within a day and a half to spare and I know the one thing that it doesn't do and I can hear it right now um, you know people who have bought a ticket for for 90 overs a play are not getting it and if you're going to sell the ticket for 90 overs a play then they should get it it's as simple as that or, or don't have it as a stipulation as to that's what the hours of play are. And so this, you cannot argue against the person who's got his ticket, he's paid 100 quid for it, whatever it is, and, and, they, go, and they walk off the field with the light, with the, with the light perfect um, with six or seven overs. Well, no, that's I think it beca- well, I, 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 I was going to no, bring that this. happens. That yeah. happens because of slow over rates. So, so, that's so, regardless yeah. of whether there's so, any. Yeah. You know, that happens just because they don't get through the bloody and, overs. I was going to say and, so that's going to be a special the, frustration in England. Long summer nights. Yeah, yeah. and the hours of, and the hours yeah. of play are. 11 till 6. Mm. Now, pretty much every single test match day is 11 till 6.30. You already have the half an hour added on, and they still don't get them in. And this is without any any breaks for anything. Now, you can perfectly understand why someone who's paid a ticket is very, very upset by that idea. And then at half past 6, you tro- everyone walks off, because there has to be a cut-off point. That some, you can't just have the day go on indefinitely. But they go off, and there's three overs remaining left in the day. And they go, well, how the hell is... The, you know, mm. we're already half an hour beyond the hours of play of the game, and there's still three overs left. You know, you just... So, so something either needs to be done about it, or you kind of just go, there are, there are actually no... There are no overs for, for a day's play. You kind of buy your ticket, and you'll get as many as you get. Yeah. Well, before the shot clock runs down on this podcast, <laughs> I think we'll bring that uh, to an end. Um... We'll be back later in the series to see whether India have managed to keep it alive beyond Trent Bridge or whether the talk of 5-0 to England um, has gained further momentum. Until then, it's thanks to Butch and Miller and thanks to you for listening to us on the ESPNCookInfo.com. <laughs>